This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at trustmark.com mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. He's a chartered financial analyst and holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Summer vacation has started. We want to help you keep your money safe while you travel. So today we'll provide some tips and tell you what to look for while you're away from home. And as always, we're looking for your personal finance questions. To join the conversation, give us a call this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show money at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Ryder. Hope that you had a good uh, holiday week weekend good morning yes indeed I, I managed to swim in two different lakes and we grilled and um, I think I think that's all good stuff uh, I managed to be tossed around violently by the uh, surf in the Gulf Coast oh, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico it was quite uh, quite rough I mean it was not like red flag don't go in the water <laughs> rough but it was yellow flag which they hardly ever put out but wow. uh, it was uh, it was pretty brutal there I got, uh, I got cut down and uh, when I came up I uh, had to pull up my swimsuit, uh, lost my hat, lost my sunglasses. Oh, no. I went to reach for my hat, got knocked down by another wave. Oh, and no. when I got back up the second time, both uh, sunglasses and hat were long gone. So I didn't mean to pollute the Gulf. And hopefully a sea turtle will not eat my glasses, thinking it's something to eat. But, uh, oh, my. Uh, oh, but my. anyway, it's a lot of, I enjoy that. You know, it's fun kind of battling the waves. Oh, yeah, but that's, this time that was, is the fun of being in the, in the large bodies of water. Yeah. I couldn't quite get past where they were breaking. So every time you weathered one wave, uh, another one was coming. And I'll also mm-hmm. say, you know, these were, I don't know, two, three foot waves. It does look menacing when it's coming down upon you. And I was just thought to, and to myself, uh, a tsunami. <laughs> I mean, you really understand the power of of, of water. water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when just a little small wave will knock you over like that. But uh, temperatures on the Florida Gulf Coast this uh, Labor or this uh, Memorial Day weekend were hot, but the water temperature was nice, so I ha- had a good time. Uh, and speaking about uh, money and travel and summer vacations, uh, Nancy's on one, so we hope she's <laughs> enjoying her summertime. Indeed. But uh, we and think keeping that, her money safe. That's right. We think that she'll be back uh, back next week on the show. Um, so today we've got some suggestions on how to travel uh, safely with your money. Uh, so uh, if you have a question about that, uh, if you maybe have a way that you keep yourself safe and sound during summer vacation, give us a call. Or if you have a personal finance question, that's our primary purpose for being on the air. And we always like to help you with your financial situation. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can email the show as well when you send it to money at mpbonline.org. Um, we'll start out by something that I think is pretty much obsolete these days, but I used to enjoy getting them just because, I don't know, it seemed like something special, and that is uh, the traveler's check. Uh, yeah, do you think that anybody takes traveler's um, checks anymore? Um, I don't know. I'm, I will agree that they are probably obsolete. I remember traveling in uh, with my family in 1999, and... 
I don't know if we got any traveler's checks, but I remember seeing places, you know, we cash traveler's checks. And I was like, what? What are those? What does that mean? Um, and, and even then it was like, no, nah, I don't think anyone really uses those. So let's go ahead and, and tell people not to go for that. Yeah, I used to remember. For, uh, I remember them being in a little blue pouch, so uh, you know hmm. they were all there together. Uh, but the other thing I remember too is, you know, I'm old enough to where I can remember using them when people actually accepted them. Uh, but then, sort of as it went on, I ran into. I think the last couple of times I used them, I ran into people. Uh, uh, I guess primarily banks or other uh, places trying to treat them as checks and saying you need, you know, the hmm. same sort of verification you would need for checks. And I'm thinking, well, this is defeating the whole purpose of this. Right. Because this is not supposed to be that way. But uh, so uh, instead of that, I guess we have our ATM cards and our credit cards. Uh, yeah. What are some things to keep in mind when you're traveling, maybe about uh, credit card security? Um, OK, so credit cards, I mean, just like using them in the U.S., you know, if you have a Visa or MasterCard, Visa is probably the take in in the most places. MasterCard behind that and uh, things like American Express are less often used. Um, but you still get the same sort of fraud protection that you get um, in the U.S. Like, they're still watching out for people stealing your, your card information. And uh, one important thing is to make sure you tell your card company that you're overseas. Um, you know, sometimes, like, if they know that you booked flights through their website, then, you know, they know you're going overseas. Um, but otherwise, you should give them a heads up because, you know, oh, you have charges in, uh, in Italy or Greece showing up. That might be a little suspicious when your last thing was a uh, Target on I-55 for $20. Um, So... And so good to give them fair warning. Um, and also one thing I, I think would be uh, useful is have, uh, while you usually can't get a copy of the same valid card, if you have two cards, make sure you're carrying both with you. Uh, maybe keep one, your primary one in your wallet and keep one, you know, you can leave it in the hotel. So if you do lose it, um, if it does get stolen, if you get pickpocketed, etc., cetera, uh, then you do have a backup there. Uh, and a couple of things along that line, I think, that are on our list of top uh, tips here that I think are good to mention. Uh, the idea of having a photocopy of your card with the information front and back uh, or have a photo stored on the cloud. So have somewhere where you can get that information about your credit card if you need it. And also to uh, maybe jot down the number uh, that you would call, because a lot of times it's on the back of the credit card. Well, if right. you lose the card, that doesn't help much there. That's that's very good. So I actually um, uh, was not last summer, two summers ago. I went to uh, flew uh, from here uh, to went to Spain and then some other countries in Europe and I was actually in um, I always like to carry a little bit of American cash $20 bills um, with me just in case just in case I need them. Um, some, some places will actually take American money. Um, but it's just kind of comforting to have a little bit of cash. And so I stopped at an ATM in the Washington, D.C. airport and uh, tried to put in a PIN number. And they were like, no, that's, that's not correct. I was like, mm, interesting. So I tried it again. And I was very certain I had my PIN correct. Uh, it, the ATM ended up eating my, uh, my oh, card. Uh, so I was, so I had kind of a little, 
you know, small emergency. And uh, fortunately, um, I did have a backup debit card, which, I, you know, I just happened to have. Because uh, otherwise, I would have been having to put everything on credit card. And a lot of times when you find when you travel, uh, especially in Europe, um, smaller towns, smaller places, a lot of places do not take credit cards. Um, or or it's just much, much, much easier to have cash. And so what we would do is is take out cash every, um, every day, you know, kind of how much we thought we would need for eating and, you know, shopping and picking up things here and there. Uh, but having a backup card, having a backup debit card that you keep in a separate place um, is, a, is a good idea. Also, yes, of course, having those, having those phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did have to, I mean, I had to call my bank and say what happened and see if we could see if we could get them to send me a new card. But they, you know, the processing time would have been too long for me. Uh, when we mentioned the idea of notifying your company, credit card company bank, when you're going overseas, I think that that works as well for the same reasons if you're even going to a different part of the country uh, because they've gotten very good about noticing strange activity and notifying you about it. But if you know ahead of time that you're going to be somewhere and you're Mm going to be using that card, maybe if you're there for a week's vacation or something, go ahead and let the the company know and that will uh, make things a little bit smoother there and you won't risk maybe having the card decline for one reason or another. Um, And then um, Liz, our producer, uh, mentioned to me that uh, with your ATM card, uh, if you maybe can find, if it's through your bank and you can find a branch of that bank in the, in the city, if you're uh, traveling domestically, uh, that that might could uh, help out there to have oh, uh, you know, your bank. Because as banks are becoming more regional and things, that the, you're more likely maybe to find a branch uh, in, in a place that you're traveling to. Yeah. Within the U.S., uh, these issues are way less pressing. Um, it's, you know, a, a lot of banks are willing to overnight a card to you, um, particularly credit card companies are willing to overnight a card to you. Uh, because they want you to keep spending. And so if you are at a hotel or you know the address of your hotel or Airbnb or wherever you're staying, uh, then you can fairly easily get that sorted out. Um, and if not, you can, you can you know, work with a local bank to, to, to get some money. And I guess with your ATM card, you need to be aware of uh, some limits maybe on, a, on a how much you can pull out uh, per day. But also you maybe should pay extra a little of attention to the security of your ATM card because as we said before, when you put something on a credit card, it's a promise that you're going to pay it and you'll pay it later. But when it's an ATM card, that money is coming directly out of your bank account. That's right. And so uh, two big things to watch out for, obviously, ATM withdrawal fees. You know, in the U.S., we have these all over and, you know, they range from like a dollar to five dollars. And so if you're charged a five dollar fee and all you're taking out is twenty dollars, that's an insane fee. Um, So make it worth it when you take money out. Um, But overseas, you'll find a lot of a lot of ATMs do not charge. Um, I think I encountered one ATM in, in all of Europe that charged me uh, an ATM fee. Um, and I'm still upset about it to this day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so so the ATM fees are one thing. Um, and pl- a lot of a lot of banks now are reimbursing for, for re- mm-hmm. uh, ATM fees. So that's nice. And they will reimburse even if it's overseas. Uh, but also uh, exchange fees. So a lot of cards will include like a 3% foreign exchange fee, which, you know, is, is kind of a lot. I mean, if it's the only way you're going to get money, it's the only way you're going to get money. You just have to understand that's an extra cost. Um, but you you don't really have any control over what rate they use. Um, so if they're not charging a fee for it, then that's just going to be better. Um, oftentimes it'll be they just, you know, the bank just uses um, 
it's not necessarily the rate you see at all these you know money exchanging places. It's just whatever the rate the bank got that day, because um, you know they are trading you know dollars to euros you know that day, and so it's whatever rate they got, or maybe they add a little premium for you. So just understand how they charge, um, and understand often you have two options when you withdraw money or buy something with a credit card. They say you know would you like us to charge your card in euros or would you like us to charge your card in dollars? That's a feature I've seen in a lot of uh, speci- uh, especially uh, Western European countries. And I will say that it is most likely a better deal to have it, as long as you don't have an exchange fee on it, a better deal to char- go ahead and charge in euro. Charge in the local currency um, because they are tacking on large fees to charge you in U.S. dollars. Um, and so I, it's kind of a fun thing I would always do. I would, I would check and see what the transaction price went through on my credit card and just how much cheaper it was uh, than, than what they would have offered me in dollars. And before we go to break, one other quick thing. A lot of things that I've seen uh, both credit cards and debit cards now where you can actually call in and freeze your account. Uh, if you lose your card or have misplaced it, you can go ahead and freeze that account, uh, and that helps you not worry too much about someone finding the card and making some un- unauthorized charges. All right, time for our first break. Uh, when we get back, we will continue talking about uh, keeping your money safe when you're on summer vacation, both domestically and abroad. And also, Bert has a question for us. We'll get to that question as well. If you'd like to join our conversation, the number is one eight seven seven mpb Ring, and that's 1 672 7464. We'll continue our discussion about money and travel after the break. But uh, what's the current exchange rate for Mexico and Canada? Might need to know that if you're traveling in North America. So we'll tell you when we get back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. If you ever miss part of the show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks to listen again. You can also download our MPB public media app, and then that allows you to listen to any of the MPB Think Radio programs on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Uh, today, we're giving you some tips for handling your money while traveling uh, in between your personal finance calls, which we have a couple of. Just to answer a quick question, though, we talked about Mexico and Canada. For trips to Mexico, one peso equals a nickel, while in Canada, a Canadian dollar is worth about 74 cents. Hmm. So we'll have some more travel talk uh, in just a moment, but we do have some phone calls to get to. And we start with Bert calling in from Indianola. Good morning, Bert. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good morning. i got a question about old school savings bonds. Okay. 
my children uh, that are in their mid-20s now, when they were born, uh, got savings bonds. I don't remember exact maturation dates, 10, 20 years. Um, what is the value, say, of a $20 savings bond? And are you essentially losing money uh, the longer you keep it after maturation? Um, okay, Bert, without knowing, you know, the exact savings bond, I can't uh, necessarily tell you all the answers you want, but uh, we discussed this a lot last week. A great resource for this is treasurydirect.gov. If you have the uh, bonds, especially if they're paper bonds, you can look them up. Um uh, there, treasurydirect.gov. Um, and just a couple of things about them. You know, they will still be earning, they probably will still be earning interest. They typically do for um, 30 years. Uh, as far as, you know, are you losing money? Uh, so, so you're probably not at the point where, you know, they're. You know, not growing anymore. It's not that they lose money necessarily. Um, the, the one general thing about these these are you know these are a lot of fun uh, to give children. Um, you know, and obviously you know what that value is going to be in the future. Uh, but f- you know, for someone young, you know, if, if they're keeping it around for any purpose other than kind of the novelty purpose, um, these are not necessarily going to be fantastic investments. Of course, some of these older ones might have a pretty decent interest rate on it, which is, I mean, a good interest rate. It's almost fun in itself. Uh, but yeah, treasurydirect.gov uh, is going to have all the information you need. You're going to be able to look up um, your savings bonds and see what the value is and see kind of all sorts of information about it there. All right, Bert. All right, uh, Thank, you, sir. thank you for your call this morning. Let's uh, move on. Next, we've got uh, Nina, who's called in from Jackson. Good morning, Nina. You're on the air with us. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Ryder. Good morning. I want to first say that I love the show and I listen frequently. Thank you. Um, I was just listening to a writer talk about foreign transaction fees and just wanted to offer that the Chase Sapphire brand, Chase Sapphire Preferred and Chase Sapphire Reserve, as well as the Capital One Venture Card are three cards that don't have foreign transaction fees. Mm -hmm. And I've used those cards frequently in my travels and have been very pleased. They also have very generous rewards programs as well. So I just wanted to offer that. Yep, that's a great point, Nina. And like you said about the generous rewards, I know uh, I do have experience myself with the Chase Sapphire uh, family of cards, and they will still, you know, if you get you know two points or three points for dining or travel or something like that, um, they will still uh, respect those categories overseas, um, which I always always great, uh, just because you know keeping up with the kind of what what vendor you're using is a little more complicated overseas, but they do a good job of that. Yes, and so that's another reason why it's important to uh, watch your credit and keep your credit uh, situation as good as possible to get a good high credit score because that's how you qualify for the credit cards uh, with the fancy names that have the extra perks and that sort of thing. Uh, and so, again, though, uh, if you're looking f- for a new credit card or uh, and travel a lot, that's one thing that you would want to investigate is what sort of rewards and, and other uh, perks are there connected to that. So always do a little 
little research uh, before um, you get a credit card. Uh, uh, but again, that's one reason why to keep your credit score in good shape because those that's the way you get those those uh, uh, other types of cards. The the ones with the the fancy name, the sapphires and the <laughs> and the platinums and that sort of thing. Um, so uh, we talked a little bit about exchange rate and, and getting money uh, for a foreign trip. Um, is it easier? Do you think if you if you're maybe leaving from a small city going to a larger city before you go overseas to wait till you get to the larger city? And would you think that it would be easier to find uh, where to exchange your money that way? Or again, would it, would you wait until you get to your final destination? Um, yeah. So uh, there's you know a little bit going on here. Uh, when. I always think that the best place to get cash, I mean, you know, you will see you will see exchange booths everywhere, especially in a touristy place. The best place to get cash is just an ATM. Uh, you're you you're most likely going to be getting much better rates than the money exchanger will get you. Um, plus, it's just it's convenient. It's fairly secure. And uh, like I said, in, in places where you know you're going to need to be spending a lot of cash, you know, most of your daily spending is going to be in cash. Uh, don't take out huge amounts. Take out enough for a day or two um, because you can always find another another ATM. And just like in the, here in the States, uh, particularly in Europe, um, and I would guess um, uh, North America, you know, Mexico and Canada, uh, ATMs are, you know, pretty easy to find. Um, you know, there's there's banks everywhere. Everyone needs money. You can find an ATM. Um, if you are going on, say, kind of maybe you're taking a very long train trip or maybe you're going to uh, uh, much smaller places, maybe get a little extra cash just in case, uh, just until you can find your next ATM. Um, you don't and you don't need to plan your uh, your trip around ATMs. Just keep that in the back of your mind, you know, about how much money you realistically expect to need um, and, and then and then get it when you can. Um I always first thing I do whenever I fly into a new country is hit an ATM in the airport. Um, there will always be ATMs in airports. And one other tip here is, uh, you know, if you have a large amount of cash to keep track of, you might want to split it up so it's not all in the same place. You might want to have some in your wallet for your spending. You might want to leave some in a secure location, maybe if a hotel has a safe or something. And one other thing that I would say, and I think I've seen this in some catalogs and things, is, you know, have that secret hiding spot. Maybe you have the belt that has the secret little zipper in it. Uh, and uh, mm. maybe, you know, put some just emergency cash in there. Uh, but obviously, you know, just as you probably wouldn't hear, when you're traveling either to another city or abroad, don't don't be running around with a bunch of cash, you know, flashing cash and that sort of thing. You're just making yourself a more of a target. Right, yeah. You don't want to stop at a cafe and pay for a, you know, one euro cup of coffee and, <laughs> and ask them if they can break a 500 euro bill. You know, well, I only have four of these 500 euro bills. What, you can't buy a cup of coffee here? It's that funny money we're using there. So uh, today we're talking about... Uh, keeping your money safe when you travel, both domestically and abroad. And we're looking for your personal finance questions. We've got some open phone lines. So if you have a travel-related question or a tip that you'd like to share with us, or if you need some personal finance advice, please feel free to call us this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show. Send it to money at mpb 
www.mpbonline.org. Another tip on our list here uh, says that money changers in airports typically have unfavorable rates. Gee, it's surprising that something <laughs> at an airport wouldn't give you, you know, so while you're paying Surprise. $10 for that cup of coffee, yeah. run down there and, and get gypped on, on your exchange rate. So yeah. uh, maybe maybe either, again, either wait before or after uh, mm-hmm. to make your, uh, your, your transactions, or as Ryder suggested, just use the, the ATM when you get to go where you're going. Uh, and how I guess exchange rates are not something that would fluctuate wildly uh, from day to day. Um, is there any Correct. is there any advantage maybe to watching it, and if you see it going up, to maybe get get your money then, or do you think it's it's it, that's too much trouble? I think that's too much trouble. I mean, again, a large flux. I mean, unless you're traveling in a country that's you know maybe overnight, you know, you're having a lovely day, and then there's like a coup in the country or something um, that can affect the exchange rate pretty drastically. But most of the time, when people talk about like large swings in the foreign exchange market, they're talking about like one or two percent. Um, which you know, if if you have a no fee, you know, no transaction fee card that you're doing this exchange on, I mean, that's less than the the fee. And I mean, the the fluctuations are generally uh, kind of random. So from day to day, one day might be better, and then you know, Tuesday might be better, and Wednesday might be worse. So um, that's that's not something I'd really worry about too much. Uh, unless you're there for a very long time, um, you know, over over several months, you know, maybe you're studying abroad or something like that. Over several months, these things can change. But then again, you know, if you need the money, you need the money. It's, it's not, you know, you don't want to take out six months of expenses in cash if you're going to be staying there. And that's, I would think that dealing with that will be a lot more troublesome than worrying about that exchange rate creeping up. So when you traveled abroad, did you have trouble sort of assigning a value? In other words, this person is charging me, I don't know, something stupid, 100 euros for a cup of coffee. Is Mm -hmm. that a good value or not? How did you... Yeah, so I did that um, kind of on a per-country basis because not only are the exchange rates different, but different countries cost different amounts. Um, you know, if I went to, uh, say, you know, I, I went to school in England, and England is an expensive country, um, I knew that things would cost me more. Um, and a pound was, at the time, more expensive than a dollar. And so, you know, I just assumed, look, if I would expect to pay a dollar for it in the States, then I can probably expect to pay a pound for it here, uh, which was significantly more expensive, but it's just kind of what my expectation would be, what's a reasonable price. Um, it, I traveled in uh, Ukraine in my last year of college, and uh, there were, I want to say it was seven of their currency, which is the hryvna uh, to the dollar, and I figured I could probably expect... Um, an exchange rate somewhere somewhere along the lines of uh, if it were it, it was it was a very inexpensive country um, a lot of it, especially the towns we were in and I would expect you know if if, if it's two or four hryvna uh, then that would be a good price um, and again that would be way less than I paid in the United States but comparatively you know what could I expect in this town what would I expect what's a reasonable price to pay for you know a meal or a cup of coffee or you know souvenirs of some sort um, I would just kind of establish that base rate for, you know fairly quickly just looking around seeing what things cost um, and that's you know that gets into an economic concept called um purchasing price parity, um, you know, essentially. Um, 
but it's not all just on the exchange rate. But I, I would, I would in my head just always establish what's what's an easy way to calculate the exchange rate. You know, if it's you know six point five four three to the dollar, I'd be like, okay, well, it's like seven of them, mm-hmm. or it's whichever one, or six, whichever one I feel like dividing by. Um, because again, I'm on vacation. I'm not, you, you know, it's I, I can't, you know, I, I want I don't want to spend a ton of money, but I also don't want to just spend my entire vacation sitting there with a calculator every time <laughs> every time I want a cup of coffee or every time I want to buy a postcard. That's just not going to be an enjoyable vacation. I had an app that was uh, um, had a, a, a currency exchange thing, so that might be helpful when you get in a foreign country. If you're going overseas, mm-hmm. you know, maybe use that. And then once you're there a day or two, I think you begin to get a f- sense for value right. and, and, and how the foreign currency works. So that's a suggestion. Uh, James in Mobile is going to Costa Rica, and we'll get to his call after Ooh. our next break. We are today talking about keeping your money safe when you travel, both here and abroad, and we're always looking for your personal finance questions. So give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. You can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. More currency exchange rates to talk about. We'll talk about the United Kingdom and Europe after this break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Tapp, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. He is a chartered financial analyst and also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Today we've been uh, talking about some tips for traveling, keeping your money safe when you're traveling, both here in the U.S. and abroad. Uh, If you have a question about travel this summer, or if you have a tip that you'd like to share with us, or a personal finance question, got some open phone lines at 1-877-MPB-RING. Our number is 1-877-672-7464. James is on the line from Mobile. Good morning, James. You're on the air with us. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, yeah, I'm going to Costa Rica for an undetermined amount of time, and Ooh. I read online about how some ATMs are in Costa Rica are notorious for eating your debit card. <laughs> and um, I'm just wondering, should I, you know, suggestions, should I get an extra card, or are there certain... ATMs or banks I should avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, a couple of things here. One, this happened to me. It happened to me, unfortunately, in a United States airport right before I left for a two-week vacation. So um, I, I, I have been through the pain. Um, 
I and like I said earlier, you typically can't get an extra card for the same account unless there's two people in the account. Um, but if you have something like you know a, a checking account and a and a savings account, maybe they'll allow you to have a card on that savings account, so you can keep a backup. Like I said, I, I now when I travel, I keep a backup debit card. I just keep it in my luggage instead of in my wallet, so I have it in two separate places. So one, if one gets eaten or I lose my wallet, I have a backup. Um, also, let's see other you know ways to look for an ATM that's kind of more legitimate. Same way you do it in the in the U.S. Uh, you know, if you go to an ATM that's in the back of a like a gas station, then you know those tiny little ATMs that charge five dollars. Those are you know they're a little less reliable than one that's located in a bank. Um, also, you know if you go to one that's located in a bank, especially during those regular hours, uh, then they may be able to actually go retrieve that debit card for you. Uh, so, so that's just ways of looking for a kind of a, I don't know another way to say it, a more legitimate ATM that's less likely to have that sort of, uh, that sort of precaution on it. Um, let's see. So yeah, that, that's, that's a good idea. And also, also in that case, when you're kind of nervous about taking out money, the frequency of taking out money, uh, I mean, as I was saying earlier, you know, just take out money, you can hit an ATM every day. Um, but you know, take out money for more than just one day's expenses, especially if you're going to be there a while, then I feel that's probably, you know, a lot better. It's not like you're going to end up with a ton of money at the end of, uh, at the end of your trip. Um, if you take it out for a week at a time or something. All right, uh, James. Okay. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for your call. Hope you enjoy your vacation. Uh, next on the line, it's, uh, Ashley who's called in from Baton Rouge today. Good morning, Ashley. You're on the air with us. I was coming to find out you you had talked about um, having being overseas for an experience to mm-hmm. point of time and um, what what how we could uh, we would like to know how to make our money go further um, for our son who's going to school for four mm-hmm. years in yeah. um, Great Britain. Oh, awesome. Uh, so that was uh, my experience. I was there for three years. But yeah. Um, so let's see how we did it. I believe that um, tuition, they did accept like a credit card for tuition, which was great if you have a card that will give you points in that case. Um, I don't know if they'll still do that. But uh, paying tuition, that's typically a much larger sum of money than just going to get coffee or, uh, or something. Uh, so that may have to be arranged by a wire transfer or something like that. Um, the school will obviously have tons of information on how you can get them this thousands and thousands of dollars that they require for tuition. As far as as far as setting up a bank account, so uh, it was fairly it was fairly easy for me. Um, I needed things like you know because I had a I had a student visa. Um, I had a, like a letter of acceptance from the school, and when I got there, they gave me something else, I believe. And so that was pretty much all I needed to open up uh, a checking account. Um, go to go to one of the bigger banks to open one. Um, I did Lloyd's CSB. Uh, they you know. They they were very familiar with opening up uh, student checking accounts, and so I, you know, within a few days, I had I had checks, I had a debit card, uh, so I was good to go there. It was not that difficult. Um, I forget. I think I funded it by. Uh, funding it was a little tricky. I 
just had to withdraw money using my American debit card and then deposit the cash into uh, into that bank account. But once I got a job, you know, I was de- depositing my paychecks in there. Um, it got a lot more uh, seamless. Um, but that is important because I needed I needed a English checking account uh, to do things like you know pay my rent. You know, they weren't going to accept me just like showing up with a bundle of cash every month to pay my rent. Also, that would have been very inconvenient. Um, but once I had that uh, bank account, then I could I could just use it just like a normal American bank account, set up ACHs, pay bills, things like that. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your call, Ashley. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about keeping your money safe while you travel this summer. Also looking for your personal finance questions. And again, we've got some open phone lines, so call in if you'd like to join the conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Some more exchange rates to go through. In the UK, which is England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, one Great British pound is worth about $1.27. In the European Union, one euro is about a dollar and twelve cents. Now, if I'm correct, did didn't the UK originally go to the euros, but then bailed and went back to the pounds, or no, they never they, went to the? They never went to the euro. Okay. They were uh, they were theoretically they were actually planning on they were committed to moving to the euro, um, but the process involved them kind of keeping working really hard to keep their exchange rate in a certain band with the euro before they did the switchover. Um, but they were unable to do it, and it was not a very popular thing with Britain anyway. As as, as we see, as we see, <laughs> and I will say for the last caller, uh, you were very fortunate. One pound at a dollar twenty-seven. I remember going to an ATM when the pound was at two dollars and eleven cents, mm. and uh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we are looking again for your calls this morning at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So we're talking now about traveling overseas and the tip is to not uh, trust helpful strangers and you mentioned that again yeah. I guess Europe at one time had a really bad uh, reputation for pickpockets and that sort mm-hmm. of thing still be vigilant but maybe it's not maybe as bad as it used to be yeah I, I mean it's probably not as bad as it used to be however right like you said always be vigilant I think one good thing is kind of you know trust your gut like you would in the states you know if you're at an ATM and somebody comes up and starts talking to you yeah this is you know if you if you are early enough in the transaction just to get out of there, just get out of there. Um, especially if someone is offering you totally unsolicited help, like you, you know, you've got this and someone's offering to help you out with something, that's a little suspicious. Um, if you are clearly struggling with something and like expressing your frustration and like somebody who just happens, you know, somebody comes over, you know, maybe I'm not saying let your guard down, but like don't don't hit them in the face. Um, so as far as you know, just strangers approaching you and offering to help, uh, yeah, that's a, you know, be very wary of that. Um, uh, a couple of other uh, common scams. Uh, don't pick up dropped money on the sidewalk. Uh, that's a good way, I think, to open yourself up to maybe a pickpocket or some sort of scam. Here's an interesting one. It says, don't help a salesman with a demonstration. You may find you're forced to buy the item. And again, if you're in a country that they do not speak English, uh, and if someone's going off in a foreign language, you, you have no idea exactly what you're getting into, so be careful there. Uh, and then this is one. Don't use a don't agree to use a camera to take a photo of fellow tourists. And again, again, this oh, is an idea of distraction. Camera. But yes, but I'm I saying was, if 
Yeah. Okay. Liz, Liz, do you give us some insight maybe on this one? Uh, why? So is it a distraction or what do you think? Right. They, uh, you could, that you could, they could claim you broke their camera. Oh. Uh, you're distracted. So maybe you know while your hands are on the camera, they could get into your your pockets or things. Just generally Americans by reputation are much more friendly and helpful and so if someone tries to be friendly or helpful to you uh, it's probably a scam and you're very interesting um, and so certainly don't let that ruin your uh, your vacation. But, yeah, that does make sense. If, you know, here here's my camera, take a picture, and you send it back. It's like, oh, you've broken it. And then, again, they might not be able to make it stick, but you're going to get yourself into a messy situation probably with local authorities and that sort of thing. So, again, just to enjoy your vacation, but remember that you're in unfamiliar territory, and so always uh, maybe be a little bit on guard. Uh, we talked earlier about the idea of uh, pickpockets or purse snatchers, so mm-hmm. uh, glad to See, my suggestion of wearing a money belt is on here with the, the <laughs> hidden zipper on the inside. And if hey, you're, fanny packs are coming back, Kevin. <laughs> they are coming back. And to keep your purse, if you're a woman or if you're a guy that has a male purse, those are a certain thing. My dad uh, used to wear one way back in the 70s. Uh, he was certainly uh, a trendsetter in that regard. But anyway, game. Uh, be careful yeah. of that as well. Um, and obviously, don't. F- we said this earlier, don't go around flaunting uh, your cash or your mm-hmm. valuables. You know, these are common sense things. But again, maybe when you get excited about going to a foreign country, you might not think about these things, but keep them in mind so that yeah. you can enjoy uh, your vacation and not uh, regret a big loss of money. Uh, we need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, looks like we got a call coming in. We'll get to that. And we've got time for your call as well. The number is one 672 uh, And finally, we'll have a couple more exchange rates for you uh, from Japan and Australia. This Ooh. is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today we've been talking about keeping your money safe when you travel this summer, both uh, in the United States and to a foreign country. Uh, we talked, we've been talking about exchange rates throughout the morning as well. If you're going to Japan, 1,000 yen is about $9.12. That, that seems like a oh, complicated... <laughs> Let's just say a, a $1 is 100 yen. That's an easy way to remember it. There you go. 
And in Australia, their dollar is worth about 69 American cents. You know, the other thing I like about uh, traveling abroad uh, and uh, did, did a lot while I was a younger kid when my dad was stationed overseas was all the different – The it seems like our money is drab compared to currency from around the world, both in color and size mm-hmm. and that sort yeah. of thing. So, uh, so that is a thing. Uh, money around the world is very colorful. They even use different sizes. Also, they use different materials. A lot of money is made out of plastic now. And I always used to think, oh, no, American money, it's so boring looking. But here's the thing about our greenback is it is the most distinct money out there now because every other currency looks like monopoly money, confetti, toy, fake money. But the greenback... It is it is instantly recognizable as American currency, and so you know we we can we can have that to be to be proud of when people are like, oh, your money is so ugly. Yeah, but you know what it looks like, don't you? <laughs> and you want some of it. You want it. <laughs> and also, I'll give credit. You know, the like in the I think it's the ten where they have the bigger Benjamin Franklin and that sort of thing. It's, it, he's on the ten, isn't he? I hope. I don't. Ha- I don't have one of those big bills in my pocket, <laughs> so I can't verify that. All right, we've got some uh, phone calls to get to. We'll start again in Birmingham. Jeremy's on the line. Good morning, Jeremy. Go ahead. Hey, how are you? Good. What do you have for us? I'm traveling to Rio next Friday for eight days and nice. heard a lot of horror stories about pickpocketing, some mm-hmm. of the things you were talking about over in Europe. So I was just curious, is it better to carry cash, carry credit cards, mm-hmm. combination of the two? Um, I see where the Brazilian reel is about four to one um, exchange rate right now. So where's the best place maybe to get cash? Is that before you go or once you get there? Uh, so I, again, typically say if you're needing to get cash, just go ahead and get it in the airport. Um you can, t- if you can get it before you get out of customs and security and everything, that's a little better because everyone in that airport is there to travel. Like pe- people are not buying plane tickets just to roam around and pickpocket. I hope not. Maybe Rio would be the place if they were. Um, but anyway, a lot of these tips um, kind of just generally apply. You know, just be aware of your surroundings. Um, if you do have, you know, you, if you are taking out, you know, cash for a couple of days' expenses, you know, leave some. Um, locked up in the hotel, if that's possible, locking it up is is a great idea. Uh, one thing here uh, it says is keeping money in your front pocket as opposed to your back pocket. You can always be a little more aware of your front pocket. Your hands are right there anyway. Um, the front pockets are deeper, and they're a lot harder for a pickpocket to access. Um, uh, just being aware where you are, you know, if you're out at night, if you're out late at night, you know, you know, be with somebody. If you have a, a local person you can be with to kind of guide you and give you uh, suggestions. Um, I, I find, you know, if you do strike up a friendly conversation with some locals, uh, they are often, you know, they're, they're always worried about tourists who, uh, who, who, who kind of have gotten in over their heads. So they're always happy to kind of point out, you know, don't stay away from that area, you know, walk quickly or, or whatever. Um, but don't let you know. Don't let fear of being pickpocketed or something you know ruin your ruin your vacation. Just just be smart about a few things. Um, if you do have a backup card, uh, you know I again I like to keep a little bit of cash and a little bit of you know backup cards separate from what I'm carrying around with me. Um, if you can leave it in a if you can leave it in a secure place. All right, uh, Jeremy. Thanks for your call. Go ahead. Thanks. 
All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Hope you enjoy your trip. And again, you know, I learned about the front pocket for your wallet from going to Mardi Gras because, again, that's a lot of people there (laughs) drinking, going on, that sort of thing. And so I think at first it was a little bit uncomfortable, but I think you can get used to it. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoy that. And also heard that for your posture, it's better to not be sitting on a wallet all the time. I I started uh, putting my wallet in my front pocket when I it was a a video I watched on a plane about how to how to sit comfortably. And they said, you know, recommended removing your wallet from your back pocket. All right. Got another call to get to. And it's uh, Don calling in from Long Beach. Good morning, Don. Hello. Um, Yeah, I'd just like to make a a comment uh, that it's important when you travel uh, and you're using an ATM to be aware of certain things, such as what is the maximum amount you can take out per day? What does your bank charge? And when does the new day begin? Because Mm -hmm. uh, you can take out the maximum amount, and then maybe an hour later, you can take out the maximum amount again, because a new day has begun for your bank in the U.S. Uh, But your bank is going to charge you Probably your bank is going to charge you if you do a, a, a balance inquiry, if you do a, a withdrawal, anything you do, you're going to get charged for it. And so you want to be able to know how much you have in your bank account. You want to be able to withdraw the maximum amount that you can withdraw in the local currency and not go over your daily limit because if they reject the uh, withdrawal because it's over the limit in U.S. money, Mm -hmm. then you get charged. Yeah. And and so you need to be, you need to have a plan when you go to the ATM. And I generally go and uh, when I hit the airport, I find a working ATM. I take out the maximum amount that I can for for the day and then use that for as long as possible. And then the next time, depending on how much longer I have on my trip, I'll tailor the amount that I I want to take out based on how much I need for the rest of the trip. Yeah, uh, being aware of those limits and those fees is always going to be super important. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, if if you you know kind of doing your calculation and you you, you get it wrong, uh, any kind of uh, mistransaction, you know, things where uh, things where you keep repeatedly trying to withdraw more than your maximum limit or doing multiple balance inquiries, those are the suspicious behaviors that will get your bank to cancel your card, and those are the suspicious behaviors. That will get your uh, get the ATM machine to to not give you your card back. So it's important for a ton of reasons, not just the efficiency of making sure you're not being charged too much by your bank, but just making sure you have access to that money. So that's an incredibly important uh, point from Don there about you know being aware of those limits so that you don't go over them. Um, I remember being in a train station in a small town somewhere, and uh, my friends kept. They used their cards so many times at one ATM machine. It turned out the ATM machine had, had, had just run out of money. And, and they kept trying their card in smaller and smaller increments. And then, you know, they started getting phone calls from their bank saying, you know, we've canceled your card because this, that, and the other. And it turned out there was only one person on a trip. There were, I think, six or seven of us who had a working card. So so he just was had to be super careful about all of his withdrawals there. All right. That's going to wrap us up for today. Uh, 
just a couple of quick uh, things. Be discreet with your money in public. Never travel with your cash all in one place. Carry small denominations. Just be aware when you're traveling uh, this summer to keep your money safe. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by Jenner's financial support from you, our listeners. So for Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned because up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at Trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.